These candles are burning um, to represent a life whose light has not gone out, but a light that will burn eternally with God in heaven. And we come this day to remember what they have meant to us, but also to praise God for the fact that he sent his son because he loved us so much he was willing to give his life for us that we could live like that. Amen? Whether it was Lane Holston's jelly or kind spirit, Byron Keene's warm smile, an ability to make you laugh no matter what your day was like, whether it was Bonnie Gerard's hospitable spirit where even at Ansley Park when you walked in the room she would say, sit down, visit, there's lots to, lots to tell, isn't it beautiful today? To the impact that Monica Lovett had on each and every one of us and especially on her students in the classroom and her family. They left a legacy of love. That's what we're going to talk about today, is leaving a legacy of love. Our scripture today is 1 Corinthians 13. Y'all read it with me. If I speak in tongues of human beings and of angels, but I don't have love, I'm a clanging gong or a clashing cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all the mysteries and everything else. And if I have such complete faith that I can move mountains, but I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything that I have and hand over my own body to feel good about what I've done, but I don't have love, I receive no benefit whatsoever. Love is patient, love is kind, it isn't jealous, it doesn't brag, it isn't arrogant, it isn't rude, it doesn't seek its own advantage, it isn't irritable, it doesn't keep a record of complaints, it isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things, Love never fails. As for prophecies, they will be brought to an end. As for tongues, they will stop. As for knowledge, it will be brought to an end. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, what is partial will be brought to an end. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, reason like a child think like a child. But now that I have become a man, I've put an end to childish things. Now we see a reflection in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know partially, but then I will know completely in the same way that I have been completely known. Now faith, hope, and love remain. These three things, and the greatest of these, is love. The Word of God for the people of God. There are remembrances, reflections, and yes, even though we mourn the loss of loved ones in our life, there's a rejoicing in faith, hope, and love that 
is unconditional love, that is steadfast faith, that is a hope that is solid. We can all think of a memory of someone, whether they're a person we name today or whether it is someone who's simply on our hearts and how they impacted our life. If I ask you to, each one of you could stand up and tell me something about that person. And if I ask you why that person meant so much to you, one of the reasons, I'd say nine times out of ten, that would be given would be they loved me. They took me just like I am, and they loved me. And they showed me how to live and how to, how to just embrace all that God has given me. There's a witness that we give with our life. There's a witness, and we've talked about this um, in the past few sermons. Um, we've talked about how God gives us a life, and what we do with it is a gift back to God, but it's also a gift to each other. When I was um, flying back from a seminar just a few weeks ago, it was the day that I found out that my Aunt Barbara had passed away, and, and Kathy North, who some of you know, she attends the service here. She's also served as a local pastor in our conference. She, she had called and left me a message, and I was waiting for my plane, and I I thought, well, I'll check this message before I get on the plane. And so I picked it up, and she said, I, I guess you've heard that your Aunt Barbara passed this morning. I didn't hear the rest of the message. I was sitting there, and I was alone in an airport in Durham, North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham. And I just sat there, but I felt the love of God surround me. And these two little ladies and I've never seen these before, brought me My Little Pony tissues. I have that package in my office. They came up and they said, tell me what's happening. And I told them, and they said, your aunt wants you to know. And I'm like going, wait a minute. <laughs> and then they said, your aunt wants you to know that there is a divine plan. She loves you. She knows how much you love her, but she also knows that God loves her, and she loves the Lord, and she is with him, and she wants you to embrace the fact that there is a reason for this. Go celebrate her. Now, y'all, that, that was powerful enough, except that my aunt had told me that this summer when her son had died, almost verbatim. These people didn't know me. But God, through his spirit, reached out in love and reminded me of how blessed I am to have her love in my life. Those times when we lose someone are so difficult, but they also are times when we get to remember what they stood for. If I were to ask you to name a quality that um, that any one of these persons had, what word comes to mind? Shout it out. I'm hearing lots of mumbles. I'm not hearing any shouts. Give me, give me a word. Strength. What else? Faith. Love. It, what? Funny. I like that one. 
They can make you laugh. These leave impressions on our heart. Kids um, are kids are funny, by the way. Um, kids pay great attention to every little thing around you. If you're not careful, you will you will find that they're they're watching you all the time, and they're checking out to see what you're gonna do. Um, my goddaughters used to make fun of me because I. I wear my sunglasses on my head, and I don't do it as much now. But they'd, they'd walk into a room with sunglasses on their head and go, I'm Maria. And I'm like, I don't walk like that. I have sunglasses on my head, but I don't walk like that. But then I noticed that they were watching when I would have good or bad things happen. And I thought, oh, this is bigger than sunglasses on my head and a bad imitation of my walk. started thinking about the way that I had watched others and the lessons that I learned as a child. First Corinthians tells us that when, when we're a child, we speak as a child, we think as a child, we reason as a child, but we are also sponges that are taking everything in. And we're learning what it means to live and what, what we have to do when the hard stuff comes and how we have to buckle down when a test comes and how the tests don't stop just because you graduate from school or college. You still have tests in life. Kids are watching what it means for us to go and to give. I know two foster children who um, the first year that they got to, that they were in a permanent home they were carrying gifts into school for the local foster children, and they just started crying in the lobby of the school. And the, the parent that was with them stopped, and they said, what's going on? Are you okay? You know, we were good when we left the house. What's going on? And they said, we're usually the ones getting the gifts. We have waited so long to give something. And they said, we have watched other people give to us, and we want to give back. I was powerful to, to witness and to see that moment when transformation happened and a pay-it-forward moment occurred. 1 John 4 tells us that God is love. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. His Spirit fills us with a love that permeates all that's around us. You can feel it when it comes in a room. It's a love that translates into families, that teaches them the, the Shema in Deuteronomy that, that says, Hear, O Israel, the, uh, the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Write it on your doorsteps. Write it on your hearts. Put your word right here. So that every time you leave, you remember it. Every time you come in, you remember it. And you carry it with you right here because you may not have your Bible in front of you. But you have your heart wherever you go. We leave a lot of things in wills and testaments. Before I was a minister, I was a paralegal. And one of my first assignments as a paralegal was to assist with the... Um, the last will and testament department of a, of a law firm. 
and I would go in, and people would, you know, they have some strange requests, um, but you honor it because that's their wishes. And each and every person that came in, regardless of whatever their will said, if you ask them what they want, they would say, I want to leave a legacy. Nicole Nordeman has a song that says, I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? A child of mercy and grace who unapologetically praised your name? That's our hope. We have legacies before us. Their light is burning right now. But we also have legacies right next to us. Look around. Is there someone in this room, this community, this church, this, in your family, in your group of friends that has helped you to become transformed by a legacy of love? We, we have examples, especially with Monica, of, of a steadfast faith. We have examples of, of Byron with his, his love of Christmas and, and Christmas Eve. He was so excited. And you could just see it, he, he, he embodied the hope that comes, that we celebrate on Christmas Eve with the coming of the Christ child. And there's love. Love that is so amazing so transformative that it sets hearts on fire. If you come to Charge Conference this afternoon, you'll hear about our kids' mission camp from Brooke and uh, from Christy Rossi. And they're going to tell you about how our kids just totally embraced doing things for other people and were begging to have it done next year. And they painted and they got dirty, dirty, dirty. I don't know how long it took to get the paint off. <laughs> Had to take a while. They packed boxes to go around the world. They painted rocks to just leave in random places in town that say, God loves you. Just a rock. But there was so much more than a rock there. They wrote cards to shut-ins. They did all sorts of things. We have so many opportunities as a church to embrace leaving a legacy of love as children of God who unapologetically praise his name and step out in faith and do all sorts of things like glow runs and mission trips and um, dinners to raise money for folks, whatever it is. I'm, I'm leaving a lot of things off the list, but we don't have time to name everything we do. We have so many opportunities. It's not a coincidence to me that All Saints happens right before Thanksgiving. We are to remember and reflect and rejoice. And that causes us to take a moment and figure out what needs to be renewed in us because one day a candle will be lit when our name is mentioned. What kind of legacy do we want to leave? 
We come to Thanksgiving and we are thankful for our family, for our friends, for the food on our table, for the roof over our heads, for the ways that God has blessed us and brought people into our life. Love is powerful. And then right on the heels of that, we have Advent and Christmas in which we celebrate joy and hope and love and and expectancy of all that God will do through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's an amazing expectancy. One of the ways that this church has left the legacy of love and, and grace, and one of the ways that, that I want to challenge you to continue to do that, is through our joy tree. I'm not... The Joy Tree is an awesome project. Who's, who's given Joy Tree gifts before? You raise your hand. If you haven't, look at one of these folks who's raised their hand. Ask them about it. This year we're going to do it, but I want to put a different spin on it this year. I want you to take a name off the Joy Tree. They'll be in the lobby next Sunday. Yes, we're going to have Christmas trees out next Sunday. I, I know. Um, But I want you to take a name, and I want you to give gifts to whoever is on that tag in honor of the life that left a legacy of love for you. 